Hi everyone, I'm Martin Tyler. You are listening to the NL Full-Time Podcast. Welcome to a special NL Full-Time Podcast. We're following England C as they take on Wales at Salford City on Tuesday evening. I'm outside the hotel football where the England C team are staying, so we're going to be catching up with a couple of players and also manager Paul Faircuff looking ahead to it. And then we'll be at the game and we'll give you a flavour of what's happening before the game, during the game, and also after it with some post-match interviews. So we're here at Hotel Football where the players are staying in preparation for the game against Wales and I've got Lawrence Maguire, Chesterfield defender, brother of Harry of course. Lawrence, you must be really looking forward to the game tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Obviously it's a great opportunity to, to come to these camps and, and meet up with uh, the different lads around the non-league and, and we're, we are, we're all ready to um, prepare now for the game tomorrow. It's a complete different world away from being in the National League in a way. With the, the set-up, the way everything is, you're in a really smart hotel, the facilities, you, you must have to cut a pinch yourself sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you come away with England and you get trekked really well and the food, the, the hotels and the, the training, obviously we're training at Bury, so it's, it's good quality uh, pitches and stuff like that. So, yeah, obviously to get picked, it's, it's a big bonus. We've seen lads play for England C, progress through to the league. Is, is that ultimately your aim, if you can do well for England C? There's league scouts there, football league scouts watching, and ultimately they could come knocking on your door if you do perform well? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's a great opportunity to come and play with, with these types of players and, and get picked for this squad because, obviously, you know that there'll be a lot of scouts there tomorrow night watch, watching to try and pick up the young players to, to progress it and obviously get back into the football league. Obviously, my aim is to get back into the football league with Chesterfield first, but if something comes knocking on my door, you, you never know, and, and it's a good opportunity. Playing Wales tomorrow, I mean, what do you know about Wales did say that um, it was the biggest game, apart from the Welsh Cup final, it's the biggest game playing England C. They gave it a good goal last time, so what are you expecting from Wales uh, on Tuesday night? Um, they'll come here and then they'll put on a good good show, I'm sure they will. Um, they've, they've prepared properly, they've, they've been down here today and they've been training as well, so yeah, it won't be an easy game, but obviously it's a great opportunity for them as well to come to to come to England and, and play against an England seaside that's got a lot of quality so yeah we're just looking forward to the game and hopefully it's an entertaining one great moment for the family as well obviously you're playing for England Sea Harry's in the full England squad it must be brilliant for the family as well to come down and watch able to get the opportunity to watch you both as well yeah definitely obviously it's a proud moment for for my family that Harry's doing really well and and he's kicking on to to go and play a lot of games for England and I think he's coming round to his 30th cap now. So for me to be doing the same with England C, obviously, um, my mum and dad are really proud of what we're all doing. So I'm sat in there with Dan Jones and Dan build up to a big game tomorrow against Wales. Obviously, it's kind of a home nations game, which makes it even a bit more edge to it. Yeah, like you say, I think it's especially the nature of the game, England v Wales. It'll be a, it'll be some tackles flying in for sure. <laughs> been around the English Sea squad a few times now. Is it always good meeting up? I was saying to Lauren, the facilities here, the, the training you get, everything like that, it's, it's top class, isn't it? Yeah, the facilities, you can't knock them. Obviously, so the level we're at, you don't really get facilities like this for us. It's more of a, a, like say, a league standard than yeah. National League. More a holiday in than hotel yeah. football, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we're used to. So it's, it's nice when you come up and obviously meet, you meet some of the lads that you've seen before, some new lads, you get to know them and stuff like that. And obviously, people from the same areas as you, but you should get to know everyone. And it's, it's quite nice to meet different people. It's refreshing from seeing the same faces day in, yeah. day out at your club. As I say, it is a big game. I mean, what do you know about Wales, uh, the team that you're going to face tomorrow? Because they've said that they get really up for it because it's, it's their only sort of biggish game apart from the Welsh Cup, FA Cup final. I'm not quite sure on, obviously, what teams they are going to play I remember last time it was a hard game they played well 
they give us a although we won they give us a good game and it wasn't as if they rolled over like I say there'll be probably be a few wanting to get one over on us because of last time and there'll be tackles going in but the lads have just got to look after themselves and do the basic right and I'm sure we can uh, out edge them again the quality of football as well is something you'll be looking to play I mean it's, it's you're well known. This team's known for its passing game, isn't it? It's at Salford tomorrow, where the pitch hasn't been great over recent weeks, I and mean, we'll be looking to adapt so we keep the same sort of style. I think we'll just keep the same sort of style. That's what we're used to, and obviously, where the manager wants to play, it's similar to the way we play at Barrow. We like to get the ball on the floor, pass it about, and stuff like that. So I think that'll stand me in good stead for, like, say, how we're going to do it tomorrow. The pitch it won't be that great, but you've just got to deal with what you're giving out. You can't be carpets in this yeah. league, so just got to deal with it and I'm sure like we trained this morning on the pitches I'm sure it'll be similar to that so we can do it on that you can do it anywhere Obviously it must be good to go around the country as well you, you, because generally play down south but also now you're up here you're playing at Salford aren't you? Yeah that's what I mean last time it was in Wales so it was a yeah a travel to, yeah, a travel to Cardiff then playing Barry and it's, it's quite refreshing to play up here for, play up here it wasn't a long drive yesterday yeah. to get here so <laughs> Quite happy about that. <laughs> I'm here with the England Sea Gaffer, Paul Fairclough, and Paul. I've noticed you got your flip chart up there with all the preparations laid out. The players have just gone off now for a little bit of a relaxation and a stretch now, haven't they? After a hard morning's training. Yeah, we've had. Uh, you know, for this game, we've 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 had to hit the ground running. You know, we get we get the one training session. Yeah. We'll have another one in the morning to work out our set of plays, and then straight into the game. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how, how has it been sort of training? You've been training at Carrington, which is a top-class facility. Barrier in there now. It used to be Manchester City. And it, it must be good for like these players as well as yourself to have these sort of facilities. Yeah, I mean, you know, we try to do at England Sea Level. We try to do the best job we can, you know, with the funding that we've got. You know, I mean, and we we don't want to compromise any anything. We want it to be special when the players come away. So we look for good good venues and and, and good people to work with. Uh, to make it a very special occasion for us, because don't forget, these players will get an, a full international cap for this. And uh, you know, and if you're around tomorrow, you know, we'll take a photograph of you wearing one because yeah. they are just fantastic. You know, wonderful things. I look forward to that. Although I don't look great in hats, so we'll see. <laughs> but it's, we laugh. We talk about caps, but. We've had, you've had loads of players going recently who've played for the England C team who've now gone on to league football and, and some even get full honours. Yeah, we, we've had, uh, since I've been, I've been doing it a long time, we, we've, we've had 265 players who've come through England C uh, and gone on to play in the Football League and in the Premiership. I mean, I, Andre Gray was featured in one, mm. heavily featured in one of the papers the mm. weekend, doing a, an article about knife crime. And yeah. I mean, he was it was it was good for 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 England. See, Andre, um, and as you alluded to, we've had players who've played for us at England. See, and then gone on and played in full national team for Wales and for mm. Scotland. Yeah. Still waiting for that one to make the breakthrough into yeah. the full England team. We believe, you know, eventually one will come through who's been with England. See. Yeah, well, Andre Gray might be the most likely, I suppose, because now we start going for Watford. If he can get that run, he could always force his way in, I suppose. Yeah, well, I do know for a couple of years ago when he was doing so well at Burnley, um, they were taking, they were beginning to have a look at him. Um, I'm hoping that boat's not passed. Andre needs to be playing regular again, you know, because he's proven over the last few weeks he, he gets on the pitch and he scores a goal.
The latest one, and I saw Wales manager Mark Jones talk about is um, for Jiriak and Abir, it, it, he shook his hand and he said, you won't be playing for this team much longer, and he hasn't because he's gone on to Shrewsbury and done well there. Yeah, and, and you know what, he's a great kid as well. Yeah. He comes from a lovely lovely background, lovely family, uh, and he's, he's, he's just, as well as being a great footballer, he's just a lovely man. Yeah, I, I think the boy's got real potential. Um, you know, if he gets with the right club, I think that boy could, could, could really push and go further. Who's the next one do you think he could be in line? I mean, you've got James Hardy with you. He's a great talent, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, we'll talk about James Well, seems that you've mentioned him. I mean, James Hardy is a... I mean, he's, he's had a couple of injuries that have delayed his progress, you know, mm. and... Um, which has been a great shame, you know. He had a he had a serious injury when he was at Man City when he was a kid, and then he's had a, he's had a bit of an injury this time. But when he puts on that England shirt, I mean, he put on a masterclass in the last game against uh, Estonia. I mean, it was it was performance that brought people to the edge of the seats, and and a performance that I would think that in that particular game, James is is the type of player who can play this neat, intricate football that that gets played at a very high high level, you know, and. Um, who knows, it, 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 if there was a club out there who were looking for someone who can find these pockets and yeah. keep the ball, and he's, you won't find much better right. you know, at, at any level. He's just very good with the ball. But we've got other players besides with James here who, yeah. who, who've certainly got possibilities. You know? And the, the great thing about England C is, is we don't always select... There's, there's players here who have not always been a regular in their team yeah. th this season, but I know that they fit the profile of England C and to move onwards and upwards. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a different game at club level yeah. because I've been a manager in the National League, I've been a manager in the Football League, yeah. and, and it's a different game because you're playing for three points. I'm in a very privileged position. I don't really have to worry too much about results, you know. I'm, I'm all about performance from the, from the boys, the young players. Yeah, and developing those players. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, it's a question that's been asked to me a few times in terms of did the pool you have to choose from and why they went down that decision of sort of the younger players because some players can develop late, like your Jamie Vardy's, for example. So yeah. I think the question I get asked a lot is why is it not open to all ages, the England season? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, it, all, it, all, it was yeah. at one time. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it evolved into an under-23 team. The explanation for that is quite simple if you've got the time. But I'll tell you what <laughs> it is. We, we were getting to the point where we were playing what some of the managers and some of the clubs that we were choosing and players, they were calling them meaningless friendlies. Yeah. We had to go and think. Well, hang on. We need to. We need to stretch our players further because we can play England. We can play Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and they're always tough, tough encounters, you know. And you lose some, and you win some. But we wanted to try and stretch our players technically as well, you know. And I'm sure the Welsh will be very technical when we play mm -hmm. them. But there was an opportunity to tap into the teams who were playing in the UEFA under-21 tournament. They were looking for warm-up games, if you like, so we managed at one stage, we had about nine countries uh, and, mm. and two groups, two pools. So it lent itself to reducing the age of the players, and we produced it uh, under-23, and it sort of stayed at that. But, you know, there are discussions for certain games, we are going to open the age up again. Mm. You know, we're, gonna, we, we're not going to do... I mean, Jamie Vardy was, was, was supposed to be in one of our training camps, but he got injured yeah. on the Saturday he was supposed to be called up. But there will be an opportunity in the near future to give players who did miss the boat an opportunity. Hi, I'm Jeff Brazier, and this is the NL Full-Time Podcast. Match day. So we're here at Salford City's... Peninsula Stadium, England versus Wales. The press are all just setting up. It's a very, very quiet at the minute. Bit of a hush. Paul Fairclough just coming out the tunnel, 
along with a friend of the podcast, Mick Payne. Uh, they're just heading out there now. But alongside me is Chris Pratt. Hello, Chris. Hello, Luke. It's really exciting, isn't it? I'm, I'm really excited, really looking forward to this. Yeah, something <laughs> I've never done before. I've never been to an England Sea game, so it's going to be something really different. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, just to see what the intensity of the game's like, what the... Um, how the players gel together. I know they've spent a little bit of time together. What the what the Wales team's going to be like. Yeah, really looking forward to it. We, we spoke to a couple of the players yesterday. They're really excited. They're really looking forward to it. Mick's just waving at us. <laughs> There's Mick Payne. He's going to come over shortly. Just saying, oh, look, looking forward to it. Presume you are and the lads are as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a big game. You know, yeah. playing and play Wales. I don't care what anyone says. You know, whether it's a friendly. I don't think there's ever, ever a friendly, yeah. really. Especially against England and Wales. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, a nice way you know and uh, at the end of the day these boys uh, they're going to get a cap today at the end of it and as we know there's a number of number of scouts coming into these games watch them so it's a great opportunity to uh, go and show what they're about the big thing Paul mentioned was the lack of time they had to get him on. He had one full training session. Is that a worry? Or? Well, when you say it's a worry, I think, listen, it's what it is, as they say. You know, at the end of the day, we meet up on a, on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. The boys are played Saturday. You then come out and you just have to make the most of what time you have got. And uh, that's the one big thing that Paul does. And I hope, you know, with my, my side as well, you know, the assistant side of that, we get the boys working as a team, learning as a team, yep. and going out there as a team. So time, yeah, it's, it's, it's small, but at the end of it, what we've got to do, deal with. I was just going to say, it's going to, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a greasy surface for your goalkeepers tonight. <laughs> uh, listen, again, you know, I, I talk to the keepers, I, I, I say to them, you know, when things are perfect, hey, how good that is. But when it's a challenge, which it is, yeah. don't, don't see it as a problem. Yeah. I always say to my goalkeepers, see it as a challenge, whether it's the conditions, which are windy, where it's greasy, you know, where the, you know, you've got the rain lashing down on you. You've just got to deal with it. As a goalkeeper, there's no hiding place. And uh, we've got two excellent goalkeepers in Ryan Huddart and uh, Ben Killip, and uh, they were with us before, and uh, they deserve their chance again. So I'm here with Matt Badcock from the non-league paper. Man, he knows all about England C. You, you follow him all over, well, mostly Europe, but sometimes over the globe as well. You've been watching him. You're a real support of the England C set-up, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's a really important team and you know, plays a real important part in, in football in this country. You know, it's uh, first of all gives the lads in non-league that sort of something to aim yeah. for and that chance to represent their country, which is pretty special. And uh, and also, it's the best of the under-23 talent in the in the game. And you just see how many players play in this team, and it gives them a little sort of shot window to then often go on and get get decent moves into the football league. And I think the success speaks for it. Speaks itself, and they also play some really good football, and it shows that they can, you know, that, yeah. what, how technically good players are in this league as well. There's over 100 scouts here this evening, so it just shows uh, what a big stage it is from tonight. Yeah, that's the thing. It's you know, a lot of those are playing, and they're not just playing League Two, League One. They're playing in the Championship. As you see, Andre Gray in the Premier League, who wasn't who was playing this team not all that long ago and scoring goals and. You know, James Norwood, League Two top scorer at the moment. So he got promoted up through Trammy, played for this team many times, captain of the team, scored a hat trick for England. And we should be really proud as sort of non-league fans of this team and 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 the people that you know come and play for it. Now they represent themselves and their clubs. It's going to be an interesting game tonight because they're playing a Welsh team, aren't they? It's open age, but they're from the League of Wales, aren't they? Whereas England teams predominantly under 23. Yeah, so England, yeah, they'll be 23. I mean, it might be like the odd 24-year-old in there, but that's just because of the way the international rules work. But yeah, yeah. Wales see are uh, yeah an open age side from the Welsh Premier League. If we get a game like we had like this time last year in Wales at Barrytown United, where it's 3-2, um, we'll be in for a pretty special evening. But you know, there's another example. Yeah, Wales, they, Wales played really well on that night. England probably deserved it, but um, for Jiriok and Nibiru scored a hat trick for England see last night, and he's now doing well in League One with Shrewsbury. So it just goes to show. Prediction, Matt, tonight. What do you think? 
Um, I think we have to back England. Uh, Phil, it could be. I think it'd be three-one to England. But um, I've not seen a huge amount of these these players. It's quite a, sort of a new a new squad. So it'd be interesting. You know, they've only they're all here on the back of one um, one training session, essentially one training session, one set piece session. So you know, there's lots of information they've had to get into them over the last few days. Wales are not too not too familiar with how how often they train together, but I'm sure they'll be bang up for it, and they'll definitely be coming here. So, uh, Iron a little bit of an upset, and here come the two teams walking out through the through the new the new player entrance and exit here, which is on the halfway line at Salford, and we're in the new press area as well. And they walk out. There's the the England players and the the Wales players just lining up in front of us now, just looking at the looking at the teams. England look like a tall team compared to the Wales team. There are nine Northern based players in this starting lineup. The exceptions being Ben Killick from Braintree and Josh Taylor from Maidstone the rest of them there's two from Gateshead John Mellish and Greg Ollie represented got Luke Trotman from Darlington Daniel Jones from Barrow Guire Chesterfield who's captain for tonight uh, you've also got Edward Williams from Kidderminster Kurt Willoughby who's been drafted in from just up the road at FC United James Hardy AFC Fylde and Luke James from Hartlepool and the national anthem is just about to be played so we're going to be standing up and respecting the national anthems <laughs> it's the Welsh national anthem perfectly respected Both national anthems perfectly adhered to there. Everyone was nice and quiet. And Luke, it's getting quite exciting, isn't it? It is. And I didn't know the national anthem was actually 35 seconds long, so there we go. But yeah, you could just feel the hairs on the net. They were, they were, the Welsh press was singing it uh, there, obviously their anthem in Welsh, which was quite good to hear. I really I really enjoyed that. English national anthem, of course. And yeah, it's, it's we're ready to go, ready for kickoff, and I'm really excited now. Yeah, both, both captains just tossing to see which... Uh, who's going to be which side which side they're going to be shooting from and just before we start Luke there was a bit of rain it seems to be easing off now but a bit of sort of mizzle a bit of drizzle that's giving it giving the surface a bit of a zip to it I would think yeah you mentioned it to Mick Payne earlier so it'd be interesting we keep hearing how the England team like to pass it around so it'd be really interesting if they use that to our advantage and if they can pull Wales round the pitch using that passing game we're going to buckle in now and uh, enjoy the match it's a goal for England, it was an own goal in the end, it's great work though by England, it was passed out to Luke Trotman down the right hand side and he, he drove into the area, drilled it across goal and it's one of those Chris where it was just dead wicked and it just got a flick off the defender and went into the net and been a fairly even game up until then. Yeah, I've been, but it's a nightmare for defenders that type of cross isn't it because the defender's facing his own goal, he's thinking I've got to get a touch on that because if I don't, I think it was Kurt Willoughby maybe hanging around behind him, he's going to get it so unfortunately for the defender but I think he probably deserve it just on the last five or ten minutes in 
It's an equaliser for Wales. It was uh, Carl McLaggen who just slid in a free kick. Great whip ball in, and McLaggen got there ahead of, of Killip and, uh, and, and they've equalised. Really well worked, wasn't it, uh, Chris, in the end? Well, it was an unusual free kick, and Wales are coming straight back as we speak, actually. McLaggen, the goal scorer, was just running on, so it was out, out for a corner. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a really unusual free kick routine where the first player ran over it and the second player looked like he'd run over it, but then popped back and put a great ball in and McLaggen uh, got on the end of it right in front of the Welsh fans and it's game on. It's 1-1 here at half-time between England C and Wales C. And, and Chris, it's been a, a really watchable game, hasn't it? And, and England got threatening going forward. Wales are more threatening from set pieces. And there's been some good tackles as well flying in across the pitch. And as I say, really watchable game, really. Yeah, England have been fast. They've had good, quick feet. They've, uh, they've got the ball to Tr- uh, Trotman, Lou Trotman on the uh, right-hand side. He's been firing some wicked low crosses in. Yeah, they've been looking live. The Kurt Willoughby's looked good and um, James Hardy's looked good. In fact, all the forward players have looked really good for England. Now, Wales, for Wales, Henry Jones, ex-filed, he was there at filed last season. It's looked really lively for them. But as you say, their main threat is from long throws, uh, free kicks around the area and corners. So England are going to have to tighten up in defending those set pieces. England scored through an own goal, Luke Trotman, he's been dominant down that right-hand side, he's been looking for him all the time, haven't he? Yeah, he's got loads of space and that that looks like where the goals are going to come from. Having said that, James Hardy had a good little run, a little mazy run, just a last-ditch challenge by Wales. Wales, by the way, were quite physical for the first 10 or 15 minutes. I think there was an obvious tactic to you know, hit them early. Yeah. They did some quite legitimate challenges like that as well, So, but I think they might tire a little bit in the second half because they have been using a lot of energy. I've been really impressed with Greg Olley as well. The, the gate said, man, he's been pulling the strings in midfield. It's 2-1 to England, and, and what a free kick from uh, Kurt Willoughby, Chris. He had no right to like shoot from there. Maybe some questionable goalkeeping, but it fizzed into the bottom corner. He must have been about 25 yards out. It was cracking effort on it, really good. Well struck, bit of curl on it, I think, and it just crept inside that, uh, that near post. It should have suited a left footer, really, from where it was. Didn't matter to Willoughby. Yeah, England's starting to take control a little bit now, Chris, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and made a couple of substitutes, but Wales have, Wales have got a f- few fresh legs on, and actually, they're just going to score. No, they're not. A great save, just as we were on. Fantastic save by Ben Killick there, just as we were uh, talking, the substitute Adam Roscoe. It's 2-2, and it's a great finish from the substitute Adam Roscoe, and it, out of nothing really Chris is just a ball over the top and Roscoe let it bounce once blasted it past Killett gets the run of play oh it was a brilliant <laughs> ball over the top actually Roscoe yeah he served noticed about two minutes earlier but this time he got a shot right into the top corner it's two all and England will be disappointed because they've been the better team in this game but twice they've been pegged back now oh what a chance Chris Greg Ollie's just hit the post out again out of nothing he, he was persistent and he managed to get a foot on it and the ball just kissed the post in it and came back out really unlucky for England there. We chased the lost cause, didn't he? And there was a mix-up between defender and keeper. The keeper's still standing there with his hands wide open, wondering what happened. But yeah, he managed to scoop it over the keeper and it looked like it was in, but it hit the post. So it's finished England 2, Wales 2. Really entertaining game. England pegged back twice by Wales and some really good goals, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, it was a really good game and uh, probably on as England was fair enough in the end. I think England maybe just about edged it. We're just making our way around, actually, for the cat presentation yeah we're going to uh, just play a bit of this team now each each player is just receiving their cap Dan Jones
And finally, James Harding. Paul, 2-2 in the end. You were ahead twice, got pegged back, but a really entertaining game. I hope so. I hope the people who turned out enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm just so proud of the lads, you know. I mean, we're we playing against a mature Welsh group who worked hard, very, very hard. They had a game plan, pick up set players and free kicks and the occasional break. But, you know, the Young England Cubs, if you like, whatever you want to call them, they, they passed the ball, they played the game in the right manner. You know, some of the... Some of the moves brought people to the edge of the seats, yeah. I'm sure, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's just great to be able to give these kids the licence to go and do what they're good at, you know, which, which they don't always get the chance to do that on, on, a, on a Saturday afternoon. Wales' biggest set was from the set pieces in the end, really. England, but more likely from open play. Yeah, of course. And uh, we, we like to play good attacking football. I think the only, if, there's a, if there is a negative to come out of it, um, and I don't like to use that word, so let's say if there's one thing that we could have done more of, and that was pull the trigger. Yeah. Because we were, you know, we were getting mm. such exciting positions on the, uh, in front of the goal and not actually pulling the trigger. But no, great night for everybody. Few injury concerns as well. You had to make a few. Well, you had to make. Four, you were forced into making changes because of injuries. Well, no, that's not actually true because uh, I would have made those changes anyway. Okay. You know, I, it's my. It's always when I pick a group of sixteen players yeah. to play for the country. When I've got each one of them with five and six, you know, sets of parents, friends with them, they're going to get on the pitch. Mm. You know, they're going to get a camp. So. Yeah. Listen, I've been I've been winning games two two one one nil, and I've still made the changes, and I'll continue to do that because that's what England sees all about. Might be different if, yeah. if it's in a competitive fixture, like a cup, but when it's like this, now they're all going to get on the pitch. If you'd have been in the squad tonight, you'd have got on. Oh well, there we go. I'll know that for next time. Hopefully, you'll pick me. <laughs> Although I'm I'm over 24, so there. Um, but thank you for the cap, Paul, as well. No, it looked well, very nice. No, you deserved it. You know, I always like caps. Keep caps out to good-looking lads. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Joining me is FC United's Kirk Willoughby off the back of a great free kick. Unfortunately, you didn't go on, go on for the win, but you must have been delighted with that. Yeah, it was my um, my first start for England C, so that was I was buzzing to start, knowing I'd get you know a good amount of time. My aim was just to score, however however means necessary. I just wanted to get my name on the score sheet, and I did that from obviously from the free kick. So yeah, I'm just buzzing. Obviously, this is a really different experience for you. How different is it? What what's different to a normal game? Um, it's just a lot more professional. We've we've done two two full full days of preparation. We've had meetings, gone over videos, ate well, it's gone to sleep. Here. Just just so professional, um, and it's just the standard the standard of players is better in my in my opinion of, of our team. We've got some good players, good players who've got league experience players who are going to go on and kick on and have a good good career in the game so yeah it's just all around just professionalism and, and good good standard yeah and did you know many of the guys before or is, is it the first time for a lot um, I got called up uh, last time when we played against Estonia and I think there was I think there's eight of the same lads so I knew them I know James Hardy before here and just I just know a couple of them through through football um, so yeah it was easier when you when you know a couple of faces so yeah it was good 
I've got to say from watching as a, a spectator, it looked like he known James Hardy before because he linked up really well with him today. He must have enjoyed playing with him. Yeah, no, he's a really he's a really clever player. He can see my runs, I can see his. So um, I had a chat with him before the game, during the game, half time, just to let him know where I'd be. And um, yeah, he found me a good a good few times. So it was a pleasure to play with him. Now I've got to ask you about the second free kick you got about two minutes after that first one that went flying in the bottom corner. Did you think it was going to happen again? Um, I tried the same sort of pass and set, and I was going to go for the for the other corner, um, but unfortunately it hit the wall. But oh, I'll try again. <laughs> so well played. Thank you. Okay, joining me is Luke Trotman. Fast Luke, you had a great game today. How did it feel to pull that shirt? Off? Oh, it's a, it's a great experience. When when I got in the change room and you see you see a shirt and you see a starting as well, it's just like it's a proud moment. Really, can't explain it. But yeah, just just hungry for more really, and just loved the whole experience from when we first got to the hotel to and and final whistle. So yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah, you start the game like you're on fire. I mean, you, it was an own goal in the end, but that cross was yeah. deadly, wasn't it? Thank you. Yeah, I just. Oh, my gaff always gets on to me to just lash it across the box and I, I listened this time and it, luckily it paid off and I'm going to count it as my goal. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, it's just, it was a good start from us. We were a bit sloppy with the set pieces but I thought we deserved to win the game but in the end the draw's a fair result, I think. And when, you, when you're on England duty, does it, does it feel like you're representing your club? Does it feel like you're representing people of Darlington? Yeah, definitely. Um, you just want to do do them proud, really, because you you are representing Darlington for me, really, and everyone's representing their clubs, no matter where their clubs are in the league. It's just you, the players that are representing their clubs, so definitely it's a proud moment for me. So, fancy doing it again? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I would love to do it again. I'm just, as I said, I'm just hungry for more, and hope I can kick on from here, really, and try and play as high as I can. So, yeah, well play. So it was, it was a close game in the end, and uh, did you feel like you deserved that too, Aldra? Yeah, I, I honestly do. Uh, I thought our players were, were excellent. I gotta be brutally honest. I thought England, England players were good as well, and to to get a draw against England is a credit for us. And I'll lead the Welsh Premier League against such a good uh, good team. And uh, I just thought it was an entertaining game of football. We produced it twice, you no, know, in the last two years. We were unlucky last year, but we got a two-all now, and uh, I'm happy from my players because of the effort they've put in against a good team. Yeah, it was a really good show, wasn't it? And you just kept coming back. You didn't yeah. let them get away from you at all, did you? No, I mean, we had a game plan. We know they're good players. We know they're good players. So we've worked hard over the last, you know, three and a half days, four days. But it's, 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 it's paid off in the end. And, you know, when you're a manager of a football team, when you see your players almost crawling in a changing room at the end, that's all you're going to ask, me. That's all you're going to ask. And what have you been doing to prepare for the game? You say you've had them for a few days. Three and a half days. Yeah, we we came up here on uh, Saturday afternoon, and eight of them played uh, Saturday afternoon. But by the way, we came up with twelve, but we had twenty then on on Monday. But they just, you know, they they, they stuck to the game plan. They've got good staff as well. They've got two or three coaches who who really work their socks off as well to get the boys players. It's not all about one manager. It's not all about one player. It's all about teamwork. And I I think it's it's, it's summed us up tonight. Congratulations. Good game. Thank you. That was our NL full-time special looking at the England Sea set up in the game against Wales. Thank you very much to everyone at Salford City, Hotel Football and England Sea, Mick Payne, Paul Faircloth for allowing us the opportunity to come in and see everybody and see how everything works. And we had a great, great couple of days there. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify and we'll be back over the weekend to review all the National League action from across the three divisions.